So Matthew Perry, former star of Friends, cause of death has been revealed in an autopsy report. The late Friends star, according to the Los Angeles County Medical Examiner's Office, cause of death was the acute effects of ketamine. Contributing factors were drowning, coronary artery disease, and the effects of buprenorphine. Buprenorphine, I'm sure I'm pronouncing that wrong, but it's an opioid-like drug used in the treatment of opioid addiction. So, But the cause of death listed as acute effects of ketamine. Wanted to help us understand this a little bit better and talk to one of the experts, a guy in our city who probably knows more about this than anything else. Anybody else, I should say, is Kevin Kane. He founded Adelica Health, formerly the Ketamine Milwaukee organization, business. Dr. Kane, thank you so much for being with us. Hi, John. How are you? I'm good. I know you're familiar with the Matthew Perry case a little bit, and I'm not going to ask you details about Mm -hmm. his specific case, but based on what we know about the case, what I just said, can you talk about ketamine and how it's used and how maybe this played out? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, It's it's really interesting to me, because he was taking uh, or, or was apparently getting uh, intravenous ketamine treatments for depression at a, at a clinic um, in the L.A. area. Um, but the really interesting thing is his last ketamine treatment was about 10 days prior to, um, to his demise. Um, so, the, so the question is, was that ketamine um, still in his system? Was that, was that kind of what contributed to the cause of his death? And the answer is it probably wasn't from his ketamine infusion. Ketamine's got a half-life of about uh, three hours. Uh, so by the very next day, um, he would have 99.5% of it would have been gone, let alone, you know, a week and a half later. But they did find ketamine in his system. They found a, a really high dose of, of ketamine in his, in his blood on the autopsy. Um, in fact, that, that was a level you know, that would be consistent with general anesthesia, which is where ketamine originally came from, the general anesthesia world. So um, I think there were some other contributing factors, um, you know, that, that, that led to that. Um, but he apparently got some ketamine from another source, um, whether that was a, a prescription or, or a, some other way that he was able to get um, ketamine. He took some at home, actually more than some, he took quite a bit at home. Um, and if I could give you just kind of a um, kind of a, a, an example of what kind of the level was that, that uh, Matthew Perry had um, for for ketamine treatments for depression, the typical blood level would, would be about 185 nanograms per milliliter. For general anesthetic, it's about 2,000 nanograms per milliliter, and um, Matthew Perry's autopsy found 3,500. Um, so it's a wow. really, really big dose that, that he had comparatively. So um, would this indicate system. to you he has a history of recreational drug abuse? It, I, I did a story when I was at Channel mm-hmm. 4 when Special K kind of exploded in Milwaukee um, mm-hmm. back in the early mm-hmm. 2000s. Would this be consistent with someone using it for recreational purposes? I mean, he's not trying to give himself general anesthesia at home sitting in a hot tub. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, I don't know. I, I, I guess I hesitate to speculate about it. Um, he, you know, I, I don't know if, um, you know, why he, how he got that much, if it was, um, but I, I would, I would say if it was something that was given to him from a medical perspective, 
um, that kind of dose, he was not taking it as directed. We would, I guess I could, I, could, I could be pretty confident with that. Dr. Kane, is this the, the kind of drug that is is used differently to help treat patients versus the street drug that's available? Is it diluted in any way? Is it is it doctored in any way to be more of a, a I guess, an aid in healing? Um, I, you know, yeah, I can only speak for the medical, um, medical ketamine, you know, which is, uh, obviously, you know, a pure medical grade <laughs> medication, um, and how it gets in the street. I don't know. I do know that, um, when people use ketamine on the, on the street and, um, end up having to come into the emergency room for, you know, overdose reasons, uh, about seven out of 10 times, they're, also found with other drugs or alcohol in their system. So it's something that people tend to use with other things. Um, in Matthew Perry's case, um, you know, he didn't have any, any other alcohol or, or fentanyl in his system, but he did have, uh, you know, buprenorphine, like you had mentioned. And uh, I believe uh, when I read the, uh, the report, he also had some uh, lorazepam that they found, which is a, another sedative. Um, so kind of, you know, ketamine itself is really known uh, as a, an anesthetic that typically doesn't depress your breathing, but at high doses it can, and certainly when it's combined with other sedatives, it can. And, and if I could just uh, briefly, to the other really contributing thing um, that they found, I, I think you might have mentioned it in the opening, was, um, you know, drowning. Um you know, uh, Matthew Perry, unfortunately, you know, was found in a swimming pool. So he had apparently taken this high dose of ketamine. I suspect he lost consciousness at that level while he was alone in the swimming pool. Um, so it was a real, it's awful tragedy. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's a very good point. Dr. Kevin Kane is with us. So ketamine is a controlled substance approved by the FDA, but I thought I read it's not approved for psychiatric treatment. Is that accurate? Yes, absolutely. So, uh so ketamine has been approved by the FDA since 1970 as an anesthetic. Uh, it's been used uh, for depression and uh, PTSD uh, roughly since about 2006, um, gathering steam you know, over the last several years. Um, now, the FDA has approved a, a spinoff of ketamine. They kind of took half of the uh, – uh, one of the drug companies took basically half of the ketamine um, solution and patented that. Uh, it's called S-ketamine, and um, and that is FDA approved for depression. Um, but the the typical ketamine um, that we're talking about here is FDA approved as an anti um, for for anesthetic, but it's an off-label use for depression. And off-label uses in medicine, doctors use medications off-label pretty frequently for a variety of different conditions. So finally, I wanted to ask you, I'm trying to, we're all trying to place ourselves there in that hot tub when he passed away on the little bits that we know. It distorts the perception of sight and sound and makes users feel disconnected, according to something I saw on the DEA website talking about ketamine. Can you talk to that? What does that mean? Yeah. And that's really a dose-related thing. Perception changes. People can have a feeling of, of, uh, of, of movement. Uh, they can have um, sounds. Uh, typically, if they're listening to music, the music might sound different. And these are at kind of lower doses. Um, at higher doses, people get a feeling of 
like their mind is somehow dissociated or disconnected from their physical body. And at, at very high doses, um, it can be almost uh, a feeling of being in another state of consciousness that we don't have in our normal, our normal state. Um, and then, of course, as you go up into Matthew Perry's level, it may have led to unconsciousness, right? And, and um, passing out as an anesthetic would be expected to do at those levels. Dr. Kevin Kane is a doctor, the founder of Adelica Health. Thank you so much, Dr. Kane. We appreciate your expertise. Oh, you're welcome. Take care.